we are in Deuteronomy chapter 5. I really, 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 really wanted to get through two, two last week and failed epically. Uh, as, as we got home, Tracy shared with me, you know, you, you miss some of the things about God's name and, well, how, how do we honor it? How do we honor it and dishonor it? So previously, uh, we are going through Deuteronomy. We're only going to go through the first 12 chapters really to give the saints here uh, a, a foundation for Deuteronomy and, and its importance not only to the Jews way back when, but to us today. And the, the echoes we hear of Deuteronomy coming through, and we'll see that today, maybe if we get far enough, uh, um, in the New Testament. And so as applicable to us still. First commandment, you know, there are no other gods. I, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of slavery, out of Egypt. There are no other gods, none. Is that, so commandment two follows right on the heels of that. Uh, really not bright to make things of wood and go, these are your gods. No idols. No idols. Uh, we talked about how images, any image, oh, this helps me in my worship. No, any image is going to diminish God. It will. Your mind begins to conform him to whatever that thing is. We talked about hallowing his name last week, looked at throughout scripture how important the name of God is. So before we vault off into the Sabbath rest, which also we didn't complete last week, how, how do we in our culture, well in our culture it's really easy, but how do we as Christians, do we as Christians dishonor God's name? Okay, do we? Okay, that, that was a yes/no question. Um, okay, uh, fill in the fill that in. How, how then? If if you say if you assert that we do, how do we? We don't speak up. Hmm? We don't speak up. Okay. If we hear others speaking improperly about him. About the God who is there and we do not speak truly about him, our silence can dishonor God's name. We know the true definition of sin, where anything, anything that is not pure, righteous, is a betrayal. Okay. We, we, your name is who you are. People will hear your name and they don't think of the letters. They don't think of the syllables and oh, does that rhyme or does that flow together? Well, no, they think of you. And so when we speak God's name, when we use God's name in conversation, it's important that we uphold it, that we give it the worth that it is due, uh, that we not treat it as a common thing. Um, you know, and we can, we, we could get, you know, I could sit here and go, Hey, don't say this, 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 and this, and, and be very pharisaical. 
Okay, let me, let me draw some lines and say you can't say these things. You ought not say these things. And I, and I would probably be pretty well justified in saying that. But if we, rather than go, hey, let's draw some lines, let's rather look to the incredible, magnificent, majestic, holy, righteous, pure, just, <laughs> omni-God that we serve and understand his holiness, I don't think we have to draw lines. I think if we comprehend that his name is to be hallowed, is to be honored, not only in our hearts and our minds, but out of the overflow of the heart, bloop, Matthew 12, 34, the mouth speaks. And so, you'd like to hope that we honor God in our speech. And, and I, would, I would hope also that in our comings and goings and our rubbings of shoulders and such that if, if, and you know, if one of us is not, or if you hear me not honoring God with my speech, I would expect you to chat with me, you know, and, and share with me. You know, that's, that probably doesn't glorify God, especially with the guys who are doomed. Honoring God. Any, any, any other thoughts on honoring God's name, dishonoring God's name here before we press on into the, the Sabbath? Yeah, I would say any time we're not pursuing holiness, uh, then we're dishonoring God. And so, it, like you said, God and God's name are in some ways synonymous and so at times when the Israelites weren't, uh, were living in sin or rebelling in some way, uh, it's very explicit in like Exodus or Numbers that they were like, we're dishonoring the name of, of God when at that time their actions weren't necessarily saying anything about the name of God explicitly. But the, the, the Bible still brings that in from so anything, just like the Bible commands us to be thankful and grateful. And so we're not thankful and grateful when we're a, a miserable or grumbling uh, people and that yeah. in and of itself is not honoring yeah. You're right. So. When are you not an ambassador of Christ? Never. Yeah, you, you can't take off that mantle. You can't, you can't check out. You go, well, maybe I can, you know, and over here, no. You are an ambassador. Well, nobody knows me here. Uh, he does. And he knows how you are representing his name for good or for ill. Even if nobody else knows. He knows. Good. All right. Um, last week we started looking into the Sabbath and again uh, almost completed it. Verses 12 through 15. Let's go ahead. We'll just read through this here. Uh, David, would you read uh, 12 through 15 of Deuteronomy 5? Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox 
or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Okay. Now, this is, again, this is, this is the second giving of the Ten Commandments, or the second telling in Scripture of the Ten Commandments. The first one, you can put a note in your margin. If you've got a study Bible, it probably says Exodus chapter 20 is where you're going to find the first one. Uh, we talked last week about how this says, observe the Sabbath. The first one said, remember the Sabbath. And, and really, there, there's not a huge distinction. It's not like, ooh, uh, to, to remember the Sabbath is not to go, oh, it's the Sabbath day. No, it's, it is to you know, have that weigh on you, have that, have that mean something uh, really in your life, uh, to keep it holy. Be, you know, it says to keep it holy, implying that it already is holy. Okay, it, the Sabbath is holy. Um, why is the Sabbath holy? Okay, when? At creation. Yes. When he rested on that day, he gave man an example. Okay, he gave man an example. It doesn't specify that here in Deuteronomy 5. It does in Exodus 20. That he gave this as an example. That he rested on. Does God need to rest? And in truth, does God rest? No. 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 I mean, if, if God checked out, we would not be. So he is, he is always active. Was there new creation on the seventh day? No. Okay, so his acts of creation ceased. That, that active new fiat creation. And the example is there to us. Um, how, how specific is, is God about how the Jews should observe the Sabbath? Pretty specific. Who's supposed to observe it? Everyone. Everyone. You know, and, and the, the specificity here also is important. <clears throat> that it's not just the Jews, but it's, it's those who are sojourning in the land as well. And your servants are supposed to rest on the Sabbath. And your critters are supposed to rest on the Sabbath. Okay? And God tells them, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out. So this isn't merely a day to not work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord. But the seventh day, verse 14, is a Sabbath to the Lord. How do you rest? I don't care. 
don't care. Everybody's different. Um, we looked last week at, at Nehemiah's passion about this. Uh, if you want the uh, scripture, Nehemiah 10, 28 to 31, and Nehemiah 13, about the middle of the chapter, 15 through 22. And... By way of recollection, what was Nehemiah upset about? There's no more commerce and stuff going on. Yeah. Jerusalem, 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 Jerusalem. Yeah, he's like, oh, what? what? He understood that part of Israel's captivity was they were not letting the land rest. That the land would experience its rest as well. And so the 70 years of captivity was to that end. And so now we come back and we're right back to it. What? And God here in Deuteronomy shares with the Israelites, what have you guys been doing for the last 400 years? been slaves and you don't want to take a day of rest really fools and to remember to remember to give God his due on that day okay so we talked about all of those things uh, last week but what about us we're New Testament Christians okay Every, uh, and I, I, I can't vouch for this, but I have heard that every commandment of the ten is reiterated in the New Testament except this one. Okay? Now, here are some scriptures that we need to come to terms with. Kara, uh, would you look up Colossians chapter <coughs> 2? Phil, would you turn to Hebrews chapter 4? Colossians chapter 2, we preached through that a couple of years back. Colossians chapter 2. I'm finding it. Can I beat you there? God's Electric Power Company. Got it? go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. Phil, would you read those? Yeah. 8 through 10. Yep, 8 through 10. Uh, for if Joshua had given rest, them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then he remained, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rest, rested from his works on, as God did from his. Okay, so Hebrews speaks of a future rest for us. Implying that maybe our rest isn't here. Colossians chapter 2, 16 and 17. Therefore, let no one pass judgment 
food and drink or with regard to a festival, festival or new moon or Sabbath. They are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. 18 also. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. Okay. So what's going on here is people are going, well, this is the day. You know, this is, this is an important day, and this is a day we need to recognize and honor. And, and Paul's saying, uh, don't, don't let anyone pass judgment on you on the days you honor or dishonor. It says, these things are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is Christ belongs to Christ. Again, you know, Paul's um, avoiding the pharisaicalism of going, this is the day you must. Okay? This is the day you must. Is Paul saying that you ought not observe the Sabbath? No. No. Good. In Matthew chapter 12, you can flip there. Matthew chapter 12 is a chapter of Sabbath challenges. Okay? The disciples are going through the grain field at the start of it on the Sabbath. And they are picking heads of grain. Okay? The ripe grain. Picking it off. Rubbing it in their hands to get the chaff off of it. And eating it. Why? Because they're hungry. Okay? They were hungry. And the Pharisees saw this and went, ah, they're doing work on the Sabbath. They're harvesting. And, and Jesus uh, speaks to them of a time when David went to the tabernacle pre-temple days, went to the tabernacle and took the bread of the Lord in the holy place to eat just for he and his, his, his guys and was not condemned for it because they were hungry. They were hungry. And Jesus' point is the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath, verse 8. So is Jesus blowing off the Sabbath? No, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is to him. Does God expect you to eat on the Sabbath? Yes. Yes, it doesn't say that. Then thou shalt not eat on the Sabbath. In fact, he provided a double dose of manna the day before so that you could still eat on the Sabbath. So, why ought Christians honor a Sabbath? Notice I don't say the Sabbath. The, the Sabbath is when? Which is for non-Spanish speakers? Saturday. Saturday. It's Saturday. It was yesterday. Okay? It was yesterday. So, Ought we honor a Sabbath? 
why. Okay? And we can use it for specific uh, <coughs> remembrance or praise of God. We can all together and we can talk about it. Does, does God desire our attention? Yes. Is he vain? No. You're so vain. One of, one of the really epic things that I've, I've taken from our men's study in Desiring God is if there was anything that God found more important in the cosmos than his glory, his own glory, he would cease to be God because that thing would be greater than he is. So his glory is the greatest thing. And for him to desire our attention, he truly wants the best for us. What is the best for us? Him. And so he desires our attention. And this is why a Sabbath is a good thing. A good thing. You know, God did create us to require rest. And you go, how do you know that? Well, because six to eight hours, maybe nine hours a day, you just conk. Okay, so you just can't keep going. You can't just keep going. You can't. And that is daily, but even seasonally, per week. And we talked about studies being done where, oh, let's extend the work week to 10 days and you find people become inefficient. It seems, oddly enough, that a seven-day cycle works really well for human beings. No kidding. Wow. We needed a study for that. All right. So the very idea of the Sabbath is it doesn't, it's not rooted in the law. It's rooted in the creation. It is needful for us to rest. Which day? A day. A day, good. A day. A day. Um, does it have to be Sunday? Well, Sunday is the Lord's day. Wednesday okay. or Tuesday. Yeah, Monday, yeah. Thursday, we, we happen to gather on the first day of the week because that is the day that the Lord appeared resurrected to his disciples. Okay. So we, we honor that day. It's a, it, there, there's a specialness to, should be a specialness to us for this day. It doesn't have to be your Sabbath day. I can promise you it's not the Sabbath for the pastor. Okay? I mean, he, he, you know, to teach in Sunday school class and then to preach and 
you know, if there's counseling to, or, you know, fellowship afterwards, you know, that's, that's, that's sweet, that's wonderful, but, you know, he's doing his pastoral duties. Mm. By the end of the day, he's, so a lot of pastors will take Mondays. And that's their, that's their idol. That's their wind down day. What can, okay, how ought you honor the Sabbath? So generally, well, have one. That's probably a good, good plan. Okay, remember, remember what? How? Okay, you could read the. You could read the word. That would probably be good. Pray. Okay, you could. You could pray. You could fellowship with other people. Okay? Do you, do you have to discuss the Lord? No. Not necessarily. Is it good to? Yes. Is fellowship good and sweet? Yes. Yeah. I think in verse 15 it says, remember what he's done for you. I think that's important. Good. What he's done for Phil is different than what he's done for me. What he's doing for Caleb is different than what he's doing for Corbin right now. And so even now, God, what you're doing in my life. I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. My brain just went with things going on in my noggin. A lot of them I really wish weren't there. God, take you, you know, I don't want to be dealing with this. You know, things that have happened and things that are happening. and But this is where God has me right now. And I know where God has some of you. And, and we can take that time of rest to pray for my brothers and sisters to be with my brothers and sisters, to be with God, to remember. Remember what he has done. Remember what he is doing. Remember what he will do. How do I know what he will do? Yeah. Scads and oodles and tons of promises in Scripture, which is why spending time in the Word is good. I'm not <coughs> What if your Sabbath gets interrupted? What if you what if you have to get your your goat out of a hole on the Sabbath? Yeah, get your goat out of the hole. You know? Get your goat out of the hole. Car breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. You know there and and this is I, I'm I, again. I'm not going to tell you what to do and what not to do on the Sabbath, because if my desire is for God, if I know that my satisfaction is in God, if I know that the very best for me is to be found in God, I'm going to desire that. That will be my pursuit. 
man, do you understand what it's going to mean if I, if I take a day, a day to just do this? Man, I got my baseboards need painting. I still got to mow the backyard. We got to clean out the, the garden. Cause, and it's going to snow tomorrow. Sweet. Awesome. Sometimes God slows us down. Well, if you have to move back here, won't the snow kill it? He, he gives us, oh, thank you, good, all right. <laughs> Sweet. So this is, for, for husbands and wives, families, Sabbaths, really talking about rest. And, and those of you in school, oh, I got papers, oh, I got homework, I got to study. You know what? Find time to still take a day. Think Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Costing them nothing. In fact, probably getting manna blessings twofold the day before to cover the day they're taking off. So, any thoughts on the Sabbath before we move on? There's your mental health day. God just built it in. Okay, back to Deuteronomy. This is great. This this next one, man. Holy. This is holy. Holy. Honor your father and your mother. We move now from the commandments that are directly in our relationship with the living God to the commandments that now work out on this plane. And the first one is to honor dad and mom. Interesting that that one is first. Um, Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you. He, he echoes what he said in verse 12. As the Lord your God commanded you. Oh, by the way, this was said before, 40 years earlier. Honor your father and mother as God has commanded you. I'm not making this up. That would be the paraphrase. That your days may be long, that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and mother. Now, there's some nuances in comparison with Exodus. You know, if you were to flip back and forth. The, as the Lord commanded you is not found in Exodus 20 because God is speaking at that point. Another thing that is missing in the Exodus 20 is that it may go well with you. Okay, but that is implied by the long life that is promised for honoring your father and mother. So the distinctions are not significant. What's it mean to honor? Okay. Okay. Possibly. Be submissive. Okay. Respectful. 
the word, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it is used in Genesis. The, the first, here are the first three uses of this Hebrew word in Genesis. Abraham was very rich. That's the first use of this, the Hebrew word for honor. Sodom's sin was very grievous. That's the second use of this word. The third use is he was the most honored of all his house. Speaking of Shechem before he gets slain by Levi and Judah, I believe. He was most honored. It, it means weighty. It means to give weight. To give weight. It can mean to be a burden. That way, or to impose a burden. To give due credit there. To make weighty. Give significance, credit, or value. Honor. Who? Father and mother shall honor God. So that's okay. also implied. Now, good, good. It's not. It's, it's, it's not. We'll, we'll get there in just well, a moment. The, the child honors the father and mother. They, in turn, are honoring God because God commands it. And the parents are the mantle representatives of God. Yes, hopefully. But hold that for just a moment. A hundred years ago, to say honor your father and mother, would that would that even cause anybody to bat an eye? No. No. Is there anybody on this planet who does not have a father and mother? No. No. Why can I say that definitively? Because I'm here. I'm breathing. Okay? It doesn't matter if I was conceived in a Petri dish. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact that everyone is here required a male and a female, whether or not you know who they were. It is. That used to be a duh thing. <clears throat> it's not duh anymore. Okay, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. So this is to be normative. It is normal to have a dad and a mom. It is not normal not to. Why might I not have a father or a mother? Sin. What? Sin. Sin. Yeah, deadbeat dad, boom. Got a girl pregnant and left. Left, or, okay. Or you have a mother, mother, or father, father. Okay, we're not, we're not there yet. We're, <coughs> we're, 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 and, and again, we would go sin. We would go sin. This is not normative. Accident or disease, taking one of their lives. Yeah, 
the fallenness of the world, people die. People die. Oh. Terrible. So we are to honor our father and mother. Okay, now getting to, there are no qualifiers there. It doesn't say honor your father if he's a good dad. Honor your father if he's Ward Cleaver. Honor your father if he gives you a huge allowance. Honor your father if he never punishes you. It doesn't say that. Why should you honor your mo mom and your dad? Because God put them in place over you. Okay. Because they are your mom and your dad. Okay, you should honor them because they are your parents. This is another one of those, almost in, in God's created order, this should be a duh commandment. It should be a duh commandment. But we have to say this because we are rebel scum. We are, we have treasonous, hearts against God and as all of us every one of us as children when we were kids two of mine are sitting in here we we thought we knew better than mom and dad or we figured they would not find out or <laughs> or or whatever But God has placed our parents over us in authority. As his representative again. Okay, and we'll, we'll get to this. As we look to the New Testament, Paul's exposition of this commandment is beautiful. It's beautiful. But before we go there, so honor your father and mother as the Lord commanded. Okay, oh, by the way, I'm commanding it. Honor your moms and your dads. Honor your moms and dads. Honor them. Give them, give them the weight that is due to them. Oh, by the way, I'm going to bless you if you do. Now, blessing is not specified in these other commandments. But is there blessing if you obey these? Oh, yeah. You have fellowship with the living God. I mean, uh, there's, there is nothing better than this. But he goes on to specify here that if you honor your dad and your mother, it will go well for you. That, that it may go well for you, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord is giving you. Okay? He's going to give you this land. You go, how is this? How can he say that simply by a child honoring his dad and mom that... Life is going to go well for him, and he's going to live long in the land that God is providing. How, how can you say that? Okay. <laughs> I remember uh, reading or hearing something about uh, how the Bible says, if you honor your parents, 
Michael go well with you. Um, and I remember thinking that, you know, the blessing doesn't necessarily come some in some sort of like genie form, you know, like you magically get a wish. It's It can be as simple as common sense, where if your parents tell you, look both ways before crossing the street, if you listen to them and you look both ways, you could avoid getting killed by a car. So, it, so some of it is just simple common yes. sense like that. Yes, go. I would say parenting or uh, listening to your parents, their, their job is to prepare you for life. And so if you're honoring them, then you're getting more and more prepared uh, for life. Uh, and then also, if you're learning what it's like to follow or adhere to authority, there's authority in life. And so you're then prepared to follow authorities in adulthood. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Proverbs. My son, hear the words. Hear the words of your father. Hold fast to the words of your mother. That, these good things would happen. Listen to me. Oh, by the way, everybody can serve as a bad example. Okay? I don't want you to do what I did. So here, do this instead. These are Solomon's Proverbs to us. Hear them. Hear the words of your father and your mother. Okay? Now, does this commandment bear on non-Jewish kids? <coughs> yes. Why? How do we know this? Okay, Paul reiterates it. So, let's see. We're going to go to Colossians. Alyssa, would you go to Colossians 3? Uh, Frankie, would you go to Ephesians 6? But b before we read those, let me say again that this commandment also is anchored in the creation. It requires a man and a woman to make a baby. It still does. There's responsibility in that to then train up the child in the way that they should go. We're going to get to that. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 6 here. And actually, we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit later. But th this commandment, too, just like the Sabbath, is anchored in the way God created things. But Paul, in Colossians 3, verse 20, says, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Children, obey your parents in everything. Everything. Obey your parents in everything. Now, this would, this would be a great, well, what about discussion? But we're not going to go there. There is restraint there. No. Hang on. But we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> I'm running out of time. Quickly. Um, but what does this what does this do if the child obeys the parents? God, Almighty, Holy, Righteous, Omnipotent, can be pleased by a child who honors and obeys his parents. You know. To, to convey to our children, oh, this is, 
your obedience pleases the Lord. It pleases the Lord because in truth, if you obey me, you're obeying him. I'm, I'm merely his agent. I'm really as a parent, you're not an owner. You are merely a steward. That's really hard for some parents who have their talons dug deep into their children and will not release them in due time. You are merely a steward. Ouch. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So Paul takes this passage in Ephesians, breaks it open. Colossians were written very, at a very similar time, so these were written very likely side by side. Okay, wrote one, wrote the other. The themes are very similar. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It is right. So he's, he's marrying up this obedience with honor. How does a child honor his parents? By obeying. How do we, as children of God, honor God? Obeying. By obeying. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Okay? Honor your father and mother. The, and he, he even spells out. He, he's the guy who came up with, oh, by the way, this is the first commandment with the promise spelled out. Oh, that would be a blessing to you. So how do we flesh this out? Okay, how do we flesh out this honor your father and mother? Well, it doesn't start with the kids. It starts with you. Parents. Okay, you've got to teach your kids this. So as a parent looking to my kids, I need to teach my children to honor me. They're not going to want to. Which then requires discipline. You have to train your child to honor you. If they do not honor you, again, you are their authority figure. You are teaching them to dishonor all authority if you do not nip it in the bud. Huge responsibility. We we teach them to do these things and we teach them the whys when they are able to comprehend. To tell them, it pleases the Lord. There's blessing in this. I'm, I'm not, my, my desire for my daughters is not to put them in shackles and you know, make life a misery for them. My, life, my desire for them is good. And hopefully your desires for your children perhaps one day will be good. I hope it's good. We want them to follow after the Lord because therein is good. <coughs> but not only do we train our children to honor their father and mother, we must continue to honor our fathers and our mothers. 
you know, that is, that is fleshed out. I'm going to buzz through this. Um, we show them respect. Again, you, some of you probably don't have perfect parents. Some of you are, are probably, you may have a hostile relationship with your parents. You must, 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 must show your parents respect. Romans 12.18 also says that you should seek relationship with them. That's not what it says. It says, as far as it depends upon you, live at peace with all men. And so you should seek relationship with your parents. It is a good thing to have a relationship with your parents as they get older. We are to lavish forgiveness upon our parents for their imperfections. And some of them were perhaps cruel and perhaps viciously so. Colossians 3, verse 13, and Colossians 2, 13 and 14. But 3, 13 kind of echoes, pulls back, goes back into 2, 13 and 14. And the last thing with regard to honoring our parents is we've got to care for them in their old age. Because if you don't, you're worse than an infidel. That's what Paul says. First uh, Timothy 5, verses 3 through 4, verse 6, and verse 16. And I'm, I'm going to just throw those out there. I'd like to spend time on them, but I don't, I don't want to... We could, we could do a whole sermon series really on family, and we have in the past. But it is incumbent upon us if we are to honor our fathers and mothers. It's not just for the little kids, okay? And it's not just for all those up the hall. No, it's for you and all. It's for you too, you know, that we honor our parents and that we train up our children that they would understand the importance of this. Thoughts on that? On your, on your father and mother? I yammered a lot. I'm sorry. I think you brought up a good point how after the kids leave the home, it's, or after you as a kid leaves the home, it, it's still for the rest of your life. There's no, there's no uh, time, time stamp on that uh, commandment for when it expires uh, as long as your parents are still alive. The other thing that I've found in conflict at times is the, to leave your mother and father and cleave to your spouse uh, yet honor your father and mother, which which are we to do? My answer is yes. Yes, good, to, excellent. To both, and you have to learn what that looks like. But there, there, I feel like there is a conflict time where, where some folks want to choose one or choose yeah. the other. Okay. Yeah, and there there comes a time where, as a, as an adult, it, there comes a time where you no longer have to be obedient to your parents. Okay, so if they say, "Well, you need to live right next door to us," go, no, Dad, nope. That's my wife, not mom. Love mom. Love mom, but good, good point. 